Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. He's helped me to transform, to be transformed into the image of God, which is God's purpose for my life. I have the faith now to be able to stand through anything that I go through. I know that I'm going to come out victorious on the other side because of what I've learned through this ministry. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my first week to be teaching from this new book entitled More Grace, More Favor. I tell you, this is powerful. This is really, really good stuff. You need to get this. And I know some of you think, well, I watch the program every day. Isn't that enough? There's a difference between getting in little 30-minute segments and then just getting the material and just saturating yourself in it. Plus, this is a great way to share these truths with other people. And anybody who will get any of these materials, either the book, the CDs, or the DVDs, you can also request this free gift, Self-Centeredness, the source of all grief, which is just one section of this teaching. This is something that is powerful. This would be a great book for you to get, uh, of course, for yourself, but for other people. Give it to a person. They're going to immediately think, well, what are you saying about me? But every one of us need to understand that we're our own worst enemy. The promotion of ourself is just natural, but it's wrong. As we ended yesterday's program, I was using Lucifer. I was reading from Isaiah chapter 14 that his sin was actually pride. He didn't hate God in the sense that he didn't want anything to do with God. He wanted the position that God occupied. He wanted to be like God. He said, I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. I will be like the Most High God. His sin was pride. And when he came to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, he tempted them with saying, God knows that in the day you eat of that tree, you're going to be like him. He, he dealt with their ego. He dealt with their pride. And basically, they thought that God was holding something good back from them. There was no reason for them to believe that. God had done nothing but good for them. He created this entire planet. They had the perfect atmosphere, the perfect climate, the perfect food, the perfect mate. Everything was perfect. There was no sin. There was no problem. God had never been anything but good to them. And yet a talking snake convinced them that God was holding something back. And they exalted their own desires above God. Most people would call that disobedience, which it was. They disobeyed God's command not to eat of the tree. But you know what the real motivation was? They thought they would be better off. They exalted their own wisdom. They put themselves ahead of God. And again, there was no reason for him to ever treat God that way because he had been nothing but good to them. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God has nothing but good plans for us. And yet, each one of us think that if we just serve God with our whole heart, if we were to lay our entire life and all of our desires and all of our plans, and if we were to lay everything before God, that somehow or another we wouldn't live as good a life as if we were to do it on our own. You know, I was raised in a church that they would bring in these missionaries, and these missionaries like to Africa, they would 
sleep in these grass huts and stuff. And somehow or another, I got the impression that if I yield to God, God is going to put me in some grass hut someplace fighting malaria and all of these things. And this is kind of the impression that I had, that God is going to make you do what you don't want to do, send you where you don't want to go. That's not true. God, if there's some people that have to go minister to the people in living in these grass huts, but if that's what God wanted you to do, God would change the desires of your heart so that you would love that. You know, we've got a lady who went through our Bible college. She came from West Virginia, and I mean, she makes me look posh in comparison. This is a country lady. <laughs> She's a blessing. I love Dottie Heyman. But she went to uh, Kenya, and she runs an orphanage there, and I forget the exact amount of time. She's been there, I think, 13, 14 years or something, has never come home. And this white lady went over there to Kenya, just fell in love with those people, and she has adopted these kids. And um, she's just got a great ministry going there. And most people would look at this and think this woman gave up everything. She's got kids and grandkids here in the United States that she's never seen. And most people would look at that and think, oh, man, she's suffering for Jesus. And I've been to Dottie's house in Kenya. And it's a nice house relative to everything else, but most people over here have a nicer house. She doesn't have the air conditioning. She has to get up in the middle of the night to fill water bottles because they only turn the water on at a certain time. And so she, she's got all kinds of inconveniences. Just down the road from her, they burnt a church building with all the people inside and they're killing people. And here's this white woman in the midst of uh, a sea of black faces and her life is at risk. And most people would think, yeah, that's what's going to happen if you turn your life over to the Lord. But you ought to go to our website and get the uh, destiny story of Dottie Heyman. Dottie is just in love with the Lord. She loves those kids. I think she's adopted 12 or 13 kids, something like that. She's got all kinds of widows that she ministers to, and she loves it. She says she's the happiest person on the planet because, see, if God wants you to go do something like that, He will change your heart. My point I'm trying to get across is this idea that somehow or another God's plans for us are worse than my plans for me. That's not true. God's plans for you are nothing but good. You will be happier in the center of God's will than you would ever be anywhere else. Look at all the people today that have these mansions and they've got fancy cars and clothes and jewelry and they've got everything that the world has to offer and yet they're committing suicide. They can't keep a marriage together. Their lives are unhinged and they aren't working. I'm telling you, all of these things that people call success aren't true success. Success is being yielded to God and then doing what God created you to do. That is success. And so if you will humble yourself before God, that's not talking about being beat down, inferior-minded, low self-esteem. It's talking about being dependent upon God, that God, what is your will for me? Doesn't matter what my will is. You know, a friend of mine, Happy Caldwell, I really appreciate this man. He's got the Victory Network. I'm on that television network. And Happy and Jeannie are friends of mine. And anyway, I forget the exact timing of all of this, but a few years back, Happy and Jeannie started a church in Little Rock, Arkansas. I think they pastored there for 30-something years, built it up, multi-millions of dollars worth of facility, 
AND YET GOD SPOKE TO HIM THAT IT WAS TIME TO TURN IT OVER TO SOMEBODY YOUNGER AND THAT HE HAD ANOTHER ASSIGNMENT FOR HAPPY. AND SO HAPPY BROUGHT IN A GUY THAT HE HAD RELATIONSHIP WITH, TURNED THE CHURCH OVER, AND HAPPY IN HIS... I'M NOT SURE, BUT I THINK HE WAS AT LEAST IN HIS 60s OR 70s WHEN HE DID THIS, HE JUST STARTED ALL OVER AND GAVE IT ALL AWAY AND WALKED AWAY FROM IT. I TELL YOU WHAT, THAT IS A HUMBLE PERSON. THAT'S A PERSON THAT IS NOT BUILDING THEIR OWN KINGDOM. MOST PEOPLE, AGAIN, LIKE I'VE SAID ON A PREVIOUS BROADCAST, THEY THINK THE AMERICAN DREAM IS GET ALL YOU CAN, CAN ALL YOU GET, AND THEN SIT ON YOUR CAN. AND THEY JUST TOURED, AND and THIS IS MINE, MINE. SEE, HAPPY LOOKED AT IT AS THIS WAS GOD'S, AND WHEN GOD TOLD HIM HE HAD ANOTHER ASSIGNMENT FOR HIM, HAPPY WAS WILLING TO MOVE ON. AND I WAS AT A MINISTER'S CONFERENCE WHERE HAPPY TALKED ABOUT ALL OF THIS, TALKED ABOUT THE TRANSITION, AND THEN HE CHALLENGED PEOPLE. AND HE SAYS, HAVE YOU EVER CONSIDERED THAT MAYBE GOD WANTS YOU TO TURN YOUR MINISTRY OVER? A LOT OF THE PEOPLE THERE WERE GETTING OLDER, AND HAVE YOU EVER CONSIDERED THAT GOD WANTS YOU TO TURN YOUR MINISTRY OVER AND THAT HE'S GOT SOMETHING ELSE FOR YOU? AND HE CHALLENGED THEM, AND THEN HE GAVE AN INVITATION, AND HE SAYS, I WANT YOU TO PRAY ABOUT IT AND ASK THE LORD, uh, ARE YOU DOING WHAT GOD WANTS YOU TO DO? SO ANYWAY, I RESPONDED TO THE INVITATION, AND I MEAN, IT DIDN'T TAKE ME BUT FIVE SECONDS, TEN SECONDS MAXIMUM. AND I JUST TOLD THE LORD, I SAID, FATHER, IF YOU WANTED ME TO TURN MY MINISTRY OVER TO SOMEBODY ELSE AND YOU WANTED ME TO GO TO AFRICA AND START ALL OVER, I'LL DO IT. I JUST WAS MAKING SURE THAT I WAS WALKING HUMBLY WITH THE LORD, THAT I WAS DEPENDING UPON HIM, THAT I WAS DOING WHAT HE WANTED ME TO DO AND NOT WHAT I WANTED TO DO. AND I MEAN, WITHIN FIVE OR TEN SECONDS, I COULD HONESTLY SAY THAT I WOULD BE WILLING TO TURN THIS ALL OVER AND WALK AWAY AND DO WHATEVER GOD TOLD ME TO DO, LIVE IN A GRASS HUT IN AFRICA, IF THAT'S IT. NOW, JAMIE HAS TOLD ME THAT I MIGHT HAVE TO GO BY MYSELF. (laughs) SHE DOESN'T WANT TO LIVE IN A GRASS HUT. BUT I'M SAYING, HONESTLY, THIS... I'M DOING WHAT GOD IS TELLING ME TO DO, AND IF FOR SOME REASON THE LORD TOLD ME TO TAKE THESE HUNDREDS OF MILLIONS OF DOLLARS WORTH OF ASSETS THAT GOD HAS GIVEN US AND WALK AWAY FROM IT, I'D DO IT. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S HUMILITY. IT'S NOT NECESSARILY BEING BEAT DOWN AND FEELING BAD ABOUT YOURSELF. IT'S JUST NOT DOING THINGS YOUR OWN WAY, BEING DEPENDENT UPON GOD. SEE, IF YOU GO BACK TO ADAM AND EVE, THEIR SIN WAS THAT GOD SAID, DON'T EAT OF THIS TREE BECAUSE IN THE DAY YOU EAT OF IT, YOU'LL DIE. AND THEY THOUGHT, NO, GOD IS TRYING TO HOLD ME BACK. I WANT TO PROMOTE MYSELF. I'M GOING TO MAKE SURE I REACH MY FULL POTENTIAL. I'M GOING TO EAT OF THIS TREE AND THEN I'LL BE LIKE GOD. THEY EXALTED THEIR OWN WISDOM. THEY PROMOTED THEMSELVES. AND YOU KNOW WHAT IT DID? IT NOT ONLY DESTROYED THEIR LIFE, BUT IT DESTROYED THE WHOLE HUMAN RACE AND PLUNGED US INTO THIS PROBLEM. AND TODAY, ALL OF THE SIN ALL OF THE THINGS THAT WE SEE HAPPENING IN OUR WORLD TODAY, PROTESTS, RIOTS, RACIAL PROBLEMS, ALL OF IT GOES BACK TO PEOPLE PROMOTING THEMSELVES, EXALTING THEMSELVES, HATING OTHER PEOPLE, JUDGING PEOPLE ON THE COLOR OF THEIR SKIN OR JUDGING THEM BECAUSE THEY'RE A POLICEMAN. THEY they HATE ALL POLICEMEN. THEY HATE ALL AUTHORITY. THEY WANT TO DEFUND THE POLICE. ALL OF THIS JUST GOES BACK TO PRIDE AND SELFISHNESS. IT IS NOT GOD'S WAY. IF A PERSON WAS TRULY HUMBLE AND SUBMITTED TO GOD, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU THOSE THINGS WOULD NOT BE HAPPENING. SO PRIDE IS WHAT STARTED ALL OF THE EVIL IN THIS WORLD, AND TODAY IT IS GOING FORWARD AT AN ACCELERATED PACE BECAUSE PEOPLE ARE LEANING UNTO THEIR OWN UNDERSTANDING. THEY AREN'T TAKING WHAT THE WORD SAYS ABOUT LOVE YOUR NEIGHBOR AS YOURSELF, TURNING THE OTHER CHEEK, 
MAN, THEY ARE TAKING THINGS INTO THEIR OWN HANDS. YOU KNOW WHAT ALL THAT IS? IT'S JUST PRIDE. YOU CAN CALL IT BY DIFFERENT NAMES, BUT IT ALL REALLY COMES DOWN TO PRIDE. AND SO PEOPLE ARE EXALTING THEIR OWN WISDOM. AND YOU KNOW, THIS IS SUBTLE. IT COMES AGAINST US IN A LOT OF DIFFERENT WAYS. YOU KNOW, THERE'S there's PEOPLE THAT ARE SITTING HERE, AND RATHER THAN uh, FOLLOWING WHAT GOD'S WORD SAYS AND HUMBLING THEMSELVES, THEY ARE JUST GOING BY THE INSTRUCTIONS THAT THIS WORLD DOLES OUT. LET ME GIVE YOU ONE OF THOSE EXAMPLES. PROVERBS 22, 4 SAYS, BY HUMILITY AND THE FEAR OF THE LORD ARE RICHES AND HONOR AND LIFE. I WOULD SAY THAT AS A WHOLE, OUR WORLD, EVEN OUR CHRISTIAN WORLD, DOESN'T ACCEPT THIS. THEY THINK THAT, NO, I CAN'T BE HUMBLE. THAT'S NOT THE WAY TO GET RICHES AND HONOR AND LIFE. I'VE GOT TO PROMOTE MYSELF. I GOT TO TAKE CARE OF NUMBER ONE. IF I DON'T TAKE CARE OF ME, WHO WILL? DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT'S THE WAY THE WORLD THINKS? AND THAT'S TRUE IF YOU DON'T BELIEVE THAT THERE IS A GOD WHO WORKS IN THE AFFAIRS OF MAN AND PROMOTES PEOPLE. PSALM 75, 6 SAYS, PROMOTION DOESN'T COME FROM THE EAST OR FROM THE WEST OR FROM THE SOUTH, BUT IT'S THE LORD THAT PUTS UP ONE AND SETS DOWN ANOTHER. GOD PROMOTES PEOPLE. GOD WILL PROMOTE YOU. GOD WILL GET INVOLVED IN IT. AND IF YOU WILL HUMBLE YOURSELF, THERE ARE RICHES AND HONOR AND LIFE, BUT SEE, OUR WORLD SYSTEM SAYS, NO, I'VE GOT TO DO IT MYSELF. I'VE GOT TO PROMOTE MYSELF. YOU KNOW WHAT THAT IS? THAT'S PRIDE. AND LET ME JUST ASK YOU, HOW'S THAT WORKING FOR YOU? THERE MAY BE SOME PEOPLE WHO ARE THINKING, OH, MAN, I AM GREAT. I AM PROSPEROUS. I'M HEALTHY. I'VE GOT THE BEST-LOOKING HUSBAND, WIFE, WHATEVER. AND THINGS MAY LOOK GOOD RIGHT NOW, BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? WE LIVE IN A FALLEN WORLD, AND THERE'S GOING TO BE PROBLEMS. IF NOTHING ELSE, THAT GUY THAT YOU WERE SO PROUD OF HIM BECAUSE HE'S GOT THE LONG, BLACK, WAVY HAIR AND THE BIG MUSCLES, AND HE'S JUST MR. AWESOME, SOMEDAY HE'LL GET THE DUNLOP DISEASE WHERE HIS BELLY HAS DUNLOPED OVER HIS BELT BUCKLE, OR HE'LL GET THAT CHEST OR DRAWERS DISEASE WHERE HIS CHEST IS DONE DROPPED DOWN INTO HIS DRAWERS. HE'LL LOSE ALL THAT BLACK, WAVY HAIR, AND THEN ALL OF A SUDDEN, WELL, I FELL OUT OF LOVE. YOU NEVER WERE IN GOD'S KIND OF LOVE. YOU LOVE THAT PERSON BECAUSE THEY MADE YOU LOOK GOOD. BUT WITH THE MOMENT THEY CEASE TO BE AN ASSET AND THEY NEED YOUR, your HELP AND they, THEY BECOME A LIABILITY to, TO YOU, ALL OF A SUDDEN YOU FELL OUT OF LOVE. It, IT WASN'T GOD'S KIND OF LOVE. SEE, THE WORLD HAS SUBSTITUTED ALL OF THESE FALSE THINGS. I, AGAIN, HAVE BEEN STUDYING THE BOOK OF SOLOMON, AND ONE OF THE THINGS... I MEAN, THE BOOKS OF SOLOMON. I WAS READING ABOUT SOLOMON, BUT I WAS STUDYING IN FIRST AND SECOND SAMUEL, AND ONE OF THE THINGS RECORDED THERE IS ABOUT AMNON, WHO WAS A BROTHER OF SOLOMON, AND AMNON FELL IN LUST FOR HIS SISTER, TAMAR. AND he, HE JUST LUSTED FOR HER SO MUCH, HE FINALLY DECEIVED HER AND WOUND UP RAPING HER. SHE BEGGED HIM NOT TO DO IT, BUT HE WENT AHEAD AND DID IT, AND AFTER HE HAD RAPED HER, HE SAYS, NOW DEPART. AND SHE SAYS, NO, SENDING ME AWAY IS WORSE THAN WHAT YOU'VE ALREADY DONE TO ME. HE SAYS, NOW THAT YOU'VE, you've DEFILED ME LIKE THIS, WE OUGHT TO AT LEAST MARRY. AND IT SAYS THAT Am AMNON WOULD HAVE NOTHING TO DO WITH IT, AND IT SAYS THAT the, IMMEDIATELY HE HATED HER SO THAT THE HATRED HE HAD FOR her WAS GREATER THAN THE LOVE THAT HE HAD HAD. YOU KNOW WHAT THIS IS SAYING? THAT WASN'T EVER GOD'S KIND OF LOVE. IT WAS JUST NOTHING BUT LUST. AND THE MOMENT THAT LUST WAS SATISFIED, WELL, THEN HE HATED HER. 
The moment it became to where he could have married her and it wouldn't have been illegal, well, then it wasn't feeding that demonic desire anymore, and so he hated her. And see, this is what the world is operating in today. So much of what we're calling love isn't love at all. It's lust. It's not, it's just all about us. It's about satisfying our desires. Did you know if a person was truly humble, they would never do that. First of all, they would submit themselves to God and recognize that when you sin and go out and commit sexual sin, you are rebelling at God. You are despising God. This is exactly what the Lord told David after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. He says, how could you have done these things and have despised me? Some people will think, well, he didn't despise God. He just got to lusting for Bathsheba and indulged his lust. No, he despised him. You can see the same thing over in uh, Genesis when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce Joseph into sexual sin. It, he says, how could I do this great wickedness and sin against God? See, he didn't look at it as just whether or not it was a sin against Potiphar and whether he could have gotten caught or whether he could have gotten by with it. See, this is how so many people evaluate everything. It's not about what's right and wrong. It's about what I can get by with. I think I can do this. It's not going to hurt me. But if you understand that God created us to be in His image and to have relationship with Him. It's not about whether you get caught or not. It's about your relationship with God. And Joseph said, I can't do this because it would be a sin against God. You know, when I was drafted and sent to Vietnam, I actually went over there with a man who I grew up with. We went to the same church. We were in the same grade. We knew each other our whole life. We weren't like best friends, but we knew each other. And we were only about 30 miles apart. And so we, even when we were in Vietnam, we saw each other a number of different times. And anyway, my point is that we both had the same background, grew up in the same culture, went to the same school, went to the same church, had the same friends. Everything was the same except... I had had this encounter with the Lord where I humbled myself. And man, my whole life was about loving God and not just what I could get by with. And in Vietnam, one of the things that they would do, they would bring in these showgirls, usually Filipinos, and they would bring them in and they would do this real provocative show and stuff. And then after the show was over, what they really were were prostitutes and they would just allow the uh, troops to go in and have all of the booze that they wanted for free during a three-day stand down, and they would have these sexual things. And anyway, my friend wound up, we grew up in the same thing. He was a believer. We grew up in the same church, but I'm sure his reasoning was that how's anybody going to know? I'm on the other side of the world. These prostitutes aren't going to tell on me. I'll not get caught. I could be killed next week. What does it matter and he indulged himself, and to this day, he's dealing with what they call PTSD. And I, I mean, he still wears his boonie hat and his army fatigues and sleeps on the floor and has all of these post-traumatic stress things, and a lot of it is guilt and condemnation. I was exposed to the same thing, but you know what? It was because of this dependence upon God. Because I had committed myself to God, it was the exact same feeling that Joseph expressed when he said, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? He didn't even mention sinning against Potiphar. It was about sinning against God.
So whether anybody else knows about it or not, God knows about it. It would affect my relationship with God. How could I do something like this? Like God told David, how could you have done this and have despised me? Whether you realize it or not, when we are doing our own thing, when we do things our own way, you are despising God. God didn't create you to run your own life. He gave you that choice. You have the freedom to live life your own way. He will not force you. But the wise choice is to say that, God, I need you. I'm not going to lean unto my own understanding. I need to be dependent upon you. You know what that is? That's humility. Humility isn't just going around with this low self-esteem and beating yourself down. Humility is having a relationship with God where you are absolutely dependent upon Him. And whatever His instruction, His manual tells us to do, this to the best of my ability, I'm going to do it. Because, God, I love you and I depend upon you. That's humility. If you're doing things your own way and only turning to God once you get into trouble, you may not call that sin, but that is pride. You are depending, leaning under your own understanding. And pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before fall. And it's only through the humility and the fear of the Lord that riches and honor and life come. Man, these are powerful things that I'm saying, and they go against our culture today, even against our Christian culture. And I'm telling you, this is one of the reasons that so many of us aren't experiencing more grace and more favor is because we are doing things our own way. We are leaning unto our own understanding. Boy, the devil loves that. The devil has been at this for thousands of years. There is nothing that you can come up with that the devil can't outsmart you. He is no match for God, but if he can get you to where you are doing things your way, leaning under your own understanding, I guarantee you that's a recipe for disaster. He's going to wind up eventually beating you. We need to go back and humble ourselves before God and just acknowledge our dependence upon him. Another way I have of saying is this is that the beginning of God starts at the end of you. When you get through with trying to do things your own way and operating under your own lust and your own desires, and instead you say, God, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to make myself dependent upon you. Man, that is the key. That is the key to seeing God's blessing in your life. That's what this book is all about. More grace, more favor. It's a brand new teaching. This is the end of my first week to teach on this. I'm going to be teaching on this for, I think, about four weeks. I encourage you to please get this book. We're offering it for a gift of any amount. We also have CDs and uh, DVDs that were taken from my television program. And if you order any of these materials on this new subject, we will send you this self-centeredness, the source of all grief. This is kind of just a little section of this teaching, but I tell you, this is powerful, and it would make a great uh, teaching for yourself and also for other people. Listen to our announcer as he gives you information about how to receive these products, and please call or write today. Then join me again next week as I continue teaching on more grace, more favor. Andrew's teaching, More Grace, More Favor, is available as a brand new book or as a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources are available for a gift of any amount when you contact us. 
This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Or you can get the More Grace, More Favor package, which includes the book and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $50, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $35. Also today, Andrew has a bonus offer. You can request the Self-Centeredness, The Source of All Grief booklet for free when you order either the book, CD, or DVD album from Andrew's new teaching, More Grace, More Favor. The free booklet is limited to one free per household and is only available in the US, UK, Canada, and Australia. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. This is the story of Dottie Haymond, a woman who found her destiny after graduating from Karis Bible College in 2003. She followed the call of God and discovered a life of adventure in His plan for her life. While driving to work in West Virginia, Dottie discovered Andrew Womack on the radio. I was uh, going to work, and every morning I'd listen to him on the radio. God told me I was going to go to a Bible college. On the way to work this one day, on the radio station, after he spoke, he said, and that Bible college is ready, it's signing up people. From the start, they said, you're going on a mission trip. Everybody has to go on a mission trip. God said, you're going to Kenya. When I went over that border, I knew that this was where God called me. Never in my life did I ever, ever see a child I had to do without. The children living in the streets just over, overwhelmed me. But when we was leaving, something in my heart said, you're coming back, you're coming back. That was 2002. After graduating from Kara's Bible College and spending some time at home, Dottie continued to feel God calling her to Kenya. Right from the very first, I knew Kenya was my destiny. I completely felt at home here. Then the children started coming. My life here in Kenya is preaching God's Word and taking care of children. My Rachel, my firstborn, She's eight years old now. But when I got her, she was a newborn child in the hospital. Her mother had been molested and raped by her stepfather. She's called an incest child. She had left the baby at the hospital. So they gave me that baby. She was three days old. Every child I take has a story. God told me, I'm not sending you there to to change Kenya. I'm sending you to change a few lives. So that's my job. As a woman, you are called to thrive. You're created to know and be known by God. Experience unity with God and learn what it means to thrive in the vine. 
cultivate fruit in the word, and release yourself into a deeper purpose. At the 2020 Women's Arise Conference, November 5th through the 7th. Join us on October 5th for a special Truth and Liberty broadcast as Andrew joins Tony Perkins, E.W. Jackson, Bill Federer, Janet Boynes, and General Jerry Boykin to discuss the importance of the upcoming election and why you need to vote your values. This is a critical election. We have to vote. But as Christians, it's more than a right. It's a responsibility. And I'm committed to making sure that we save the United States of America. 